deflected right in. Peter Angelo save rebound. Nasty stop by Pierre Angelo. I don't believe that save. Even if Peter's nasty. He can't believe the save that Peter Angelo just made on him. As Frankie Sparkly. Now that maneuver there to stop and rob. Peter Stastny should get five to ten for that. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Tendy Talk, presented by the BLPA and the Hockey Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Joe, better known as Wash Up Goalie on social media. This week, I chat with Tori Dahlbach, the fellow over at General Sports of Minnesota, who helped me place my custom Vaughn order. He is also a coach with Devonair Goaltending. So, without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Tori. Well, Tori, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Good to uh, talk to you and see you again. Certainly. Those pads look great in the they, background. They do. I've had them on the ice, I think, four times now. Okay. Uh, getting used to them. It, it's yeah. definitely a uh, an adjustment. Uh, what, one thing I've noticed is the blocker. There, there's a lot more on the uh, inside than there used to be on the oh, inside yeah. of the hand. So just uh, getting a good feel for the Thick right here in there oh yeah yeah that, that's been a uh interesting one where it's like I almost wish this was a little bit wider but I'll get used to that yeah right um, yeah in fact I had one the other night I, I went to put my paddle down and because of a different blocker like there was that much underneath and I'm like how oh, the no. heck did the puck go underneath you know go in the net it's just just enough to to go right through but you know a little thing like that and uh yeah even, even in my resting position of, you know, putting my elbows on my knees, it's like that, finding that right. Uh, makes it right? Really They're still stiff, eh? They yeah. Still. Yeah, I, I think I figured out the uh, strapping, the way I'm going to like that uh, the Good. last two games. Uh, so that, that that was fun. I, I think the first, first time I had them on, I had them way too tight. So I had to loosen them up a little bit. Um, yeah, so, they, don't, they don't play like that so much anymore. You got to. Everything's going looser in Velcro, so luckily yeah. Vaughn was able to get you strapping still. Yeah, I, I pads don't even come with bootstraps anymore. It's I, changing. I am enjoying uh, the fact that they come off a lot quicker after games. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for a few more adult beverages on that means. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, yeah. you talk about the straps. The the one at the top, like we both talked, it's going to serve absolutely no purpose, but it's there simply for old time's sake. And every time yeah. I strap it up, I'm like, this is doing nothing. <laughs> but it's the classic look, right? Yeah, it's. It just felt like I needed one up there, you know. And so I'm I'm glad they were able to to accommodate that. Yeah, certainly. Uh, but before we talk too much about the pads, let's talk a little bit about you. And, you know, yeah, you're from Minnesota, so it's obvious kind of how you got into hockey. But, you know, tell tell your side of the story. How did you get uh, exposed to the great game of hockey and start playing? So growing up, my parent or my grandparents lived up in Superior, and they always had a, a rink. My grandpa made a rink out in his backyard. So as soon as I could skate, I was out there skating all the time up in Superior. And then coming back down here, we actually grew up in southwest Minneapolis. Played with a bunch of my childhood friends there for years. And as we were getting older, we started to realize that we probably weren't going to end up at uh, Southwest High School. So my parents made the move, and we moved to Edina when I was a middle schooler. Uh, made that transition. Loved moving to Edina, a little bit different pace of hockey, a little, little more competitive. Yep. A few more goalies to, to try out against, that's for sure. 
but it was always a, uh, it was fun. It was fun to join that kind of that culture um, mm-hmm. and played high school hockey my sophomore year and ended up being uh, one of your previous uh, podcast guests, Adam Carlson's goalie partner for the last two years of high school and um, had some opportunities to maybe look at like a tier three or something after high school, but decided I ultimately just wanted to get school started with. So that was actually the end of my hockey career was after high school. I went and played college football at NDSU, but hockey was something I always kept my eye on, still watched the high school hockey tournaments, still did as plugged in as I could be when I was living in Fargo. And as soon as I got too many injuries in football after my sophomore year up there, I moved back home and started my coaching career. So I've been coaching since 2017. Started with youth hockey and helping out with Devonier goaltenders on a like kind of like a part time basis. And then mm-hmm. after that, I I really found my uh, my passion for the game again and just wanted to be at the the most competitive level possible. So I uh, I actually joined Hopkins coaching staff last year and that's kind of where I'm filming from right now. I'll come to you live from the, <laughs> the Hopkins Pavilion in the varsity locker room here. Uh, but I've been with Devonier since 2017 and now. Hopkins High School boys the last couple of years here so it's been a lot of fun um learning a lot along the way and just enjoying the ride really so you get started out skating young no big surprise as a Minnesotan uh yeah. wh- what drew you to goalie though you know it's one of those things I'm pretty competitive guy I'm sure uh, Adam can attest to that you know I don't I don't like losing uh, and then we were in squirts. We had a we had a goalie that was pretty solid, but I felt like we could we could do better. Mm-hmm. First year squirts, I just I dropped the bomb on my parents. I wanted to be a goalie, and my they're both tentative of it at first. You know, they didn't really neither one of them were goalies, and it, uh, so no, they worried about the cost of it. And of course, I was a backwards goalie. I wanted to play backwards, so then they were worried about finding gear and everything. But uh, after that, I. I found uh, found a passion for the game in a different light and really enjoyed the position through the summer. I, I think I did a stopper camp my first year uh, and then um, kind of just took it from there, made squirt A. And I it was after I learned the goalie skates, the transition from player skates to goalie skates. It was it was game over for me. I loved loved every minute of playing goalie after that. So you meant. You mentioned that transition, and it's funny because I can't skate in forward skates anymore. I've been in goalie skates so long. Right. I just had my skate sharpened literally for the first time in maybe two years before I put the pads, these pads on. Yeah, I was like, hey, what better time than now to, to get the skate sharpened? And uh, that was a bad move because that first game with the new stuff, I was like a baby giraffe yeah. learning, learning to walk, uh, but still somehow played a decent game. Uh, but I, I think they mess with my profile a little bit because I'm now more on my toes than I am my heels. And I'm like, okay, got to get used to this again. Yeah, they rocked those toes for you a little too much, huh? Yeah, I, I, it wasn't at our shop. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. I, I took them to uh, Strauss straight down the road from me. Um, you they know. do a good job usually. They got, they got some good guys over there, we know. Yeah, they, they had three stations going when I took them in. They, they even uh, took the rust off the blade, so I was very happy yeah. I, I think they should yeah, charge. You can see a lot of those steals walking in the door. You just, yeah, you have a little bit of extra time on those, unfortunately. But they should have charged me double for that. Because... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have even argued that one. A restoration um, project on some of these skates that come in this time of year. We call them pond rockets. Yep, exactly. Uh, it's it's funny you mentioned the ponds 
skates. My, my kids haven't played competitively. My son, he like he really likes the game, but uh, he sees how much of a commitment it is for his buddies. You know, they're skating yeah. six eight times a week and practices at nine o'clock when he's going to bed, and he's like, it's it's too much for me. So he he skates on the pond all the time, yeah. and he gets the hand me down skates from all of his cousins, and it's funny because. I think this this year is the last year we're going to have hand-me-down skates for him because his foot's growing. It's like, oh, my goodness, i got to go out and buy, buy you skates next year. You know, pr- probably go from the uh, the used bin most likely, but uh, it's like uh, – oh. he's, probably, he's probably the smart one of those kids. Gets to, gets to have a little bit of life and get a taste of hockey at the same time, you know. Saves yeah. Saves you money too, right? It does, you know, t- more so time. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it allows – I was – driving home from my game last night and I'm going, you know, if he played, how, how much would I really be able to play because we'd right. always be at rinks and whatnot. Okay. But, um, you know, when, when they were little, we would go to my nephew's games and everything. And it was funny because when we asked him if he wanted to play, like his biggest issue at the time was hockey parents. He's like, I don't want to hear them. I don't want to be around that. <laughs> and I was like, that, that that's fair. I was like, now, you know, we wouldn't be those parents. He's like, yeah, yeah. but my teammates' parents would be. Yeah. Uh, so I like, know what he's talking about. I've yeah. been pretty fortunate the last few years. I've, I've had some really good parents around uh, the teams that I've been involved with. But uh, you do hear those horror stories, right? Like, uh, yep. Mike Randolph and a couple of those other stories getting out about parent pressure and stuff. Parents are getting more and more involved. I mean, they, at the end of the day, they want the best for their kids. But you know, I remember the top. I was taking the uh, level three coaching class for USA Hockey, and it was they had a big like hockey weekend down at the X where they were putting on all three coaching clinics. They had a clinic for the parents, so you, you get there and they have all the coaches down ice level and the parents were in the stands for like a keynote speaker to begin with. And then he went off near breakout sessions. They had Don Lucia and he gets up there. He goes, you know, I'm happy to be here. I, I like to say I've got the second greatest job in the world. And people are kind of looking around. He goes, yep. If you're wondering the first greatest job in the world is coaching uh, for an orphanage. Cause you don't have to deal with parents yeah. and all the coaches on the floor are laughing. And then the parents, you know, kind of in the bowl, they're sitting there like this, like, Hmm. <laughs> you know but you could tell which ones are the parent coaches yeah and he even said at yeah, the college funny. level parents call in questioning you know why isn't little yeah. johnny playing on the power play and he said the first time it happened he went out to his um admin and he's like what what does it say on on my door and says you know head coach, University of Minnesota. He goes, that's what I thought. I thought I was coaching college hockey and didn't have to deal with this anymore, but okay. apparently I do. Um, yeah, when, when I was coaching, we, we joked, uh, there, there's that corner of the rink in every rink where there's a few parents that stand and uh, our head coach, he, he called it Bitcher's Corner because that, that's where yeah. those those parent coaches stand is, you know. Yeah, most likely to get a complaint from that corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And th- then uh, one of the kids on our team, his dad was the uh, head of officiating for the uh, district. So he always stood behind the goalies because that was kind of off limits in our rink. He's like, if I stand here, everybody will leave me alone. They won't question, you know, why aren't they making these calls or this or yeah. that? It was like, even though it was off limits for most people, the arena workers knew who he was. And we're like, no, he- he's good. <laughs> he's harmless. He just he he was allowed. Yeah, it, it, it was funny. Um, 
Now you, you mentioned, you know, you, you played through high school, but in college you were playing football. So you were a dual athlete. Uh, you know, it was football, um, your passion sport, or was that just the one you were better at and kind of got you into college? Well, football was just, it was one of those things, honestly, I, I always loved watching football growing up, but it wasn't something that I really played until I got to eighth grade. Uh, once I came to Edina, you know, I, a couple of my buddies I played, I played hockey with also played football. So one of the dads I su- actually suggested that I come out and play with them that year. And it turns out I was actually a decent football player. So it was one of those things where I, Again, I didn't want to be the 21-year-old freshman. I think hockey was always by far my biggest passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, football was just something I had more opportunity with, so to speak. Yep. I uh, was get, getting more opportunities, and it just made more sense to me at the time where I was at, where my family was at. You know, uh, let's make the leap and see if we can't make a college football career out of it. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a big jump going from uh, Minnesota football up DSU they're uh they got some they got some big farm boys up there it's that's a, a tough brand of football they play and yep my brains got scrambled a few times and it just wasn't really worth it as a walk-on at the end of the day so yep as goalies our brains get scrambled from time yeah, to time too right? so yeah yeah but I, I mean hey you gave it a shot it was an experience and you know th- that was quite the program to be a part of too oh yeah it was I mean it's still crazy you can turn on the, the games yesterday and you're watching the Packer Viking game, you got Billy Turner playing. I think Joe Hag is still playing. Carson Wentz is still playing. Those are all guys that I went against every day in practice and to see them still playing at a high level like that is, it's truly impressive. So. Yep. Yeah. So you come back, how did you get hooked up with uh, Devin Aaron and that outfit? And uh... <laughs> so those, guys, those guys like to have a little fun. So, you know, I met, I met Ryan through, through Adam, uh, through the years. And it was one of those things where Ryan kind of just reached out to me in October, uh, seeing if I would be willing to help him out on a part-time basis to start and kind of mm-hmm. see how it goes. And it's one of those things where I just fell in love with helping out the kids and being back at the rink all the time and just being around the locker room, being around some of these kids that, you know, are doing exactly what I love doing, having fun in the locker room, joking around, you know, it's just one of those things where it kind of reignited that passion for hockey for me. Yep. Haven't been able to get out of the rink since. I feel like I'm at the rink more than I am at home in the wintertime (laughs) nowadays. Nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. You know, and I'm sure as I talked with Adam, uh, the stories that S has <laughs> never cease to amaze. <laughs> There's never a dull moment if you come train with Devin Neer goaltenders. That's no, for sure. never a dull moment. We have, uh, have adapted the work hard, play hard mentality for sure. So I remember my junior year, he was a freshman and like he's just as goofball in the locker room. And we're like, who is this kid? And he's telling <laughs> these stories from junior hockey. We're like, like, just be quiet let us get ready for practice right no he's, he's good stuff though he, he makes working uh the work environment really fun and that's part of the reason why you know we have such a fun staff to be around it's just we're there just for the same reason the kids are you know we we like to have fun with it but we're going to push you to be your best at the end of the day at the same time so yeah and you know let's not ignore the fact that uh the goalie school has been putting out some quality goaltenders, especially in girls hockey. Yeah. 
there's a lot of really good uh, female goaltenders that have come out of Devonair. Yeah, that's a uh, big, big thanks to Allie Altman on that. You know, we get a lot more exposure to the female market just because of her position with USA Hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the under 18 women's national goalie coach. Uh, and so, I mean, and what better place than Minnesota to be able to try and develop girl, girl goalies. And mm-hmm. uh, we, you know, I like to joke that the girls listen better than the boys because there's not they as do. many distractions. Uh, but no, we, we've done, we've had a lot of success with the female market and really proud of all our goalies that have been working and that we still got more coming. So they always just, they always seem to come out of nowhere, but. Now you mentioned something that I remember, uh, I used to work our summer hockey camps at St. Mary's and, uh, I stayed the one year as a Zamboni driver. So I stayed through the five weeks of boys camps and then the two weeks of girls, but I, I, did the afternoon goalie sessions and you're absolutely right. You know, the boys, you can tell them to do something, but you have to tell them 18 times, and yep. then, but they're good. They're going to work hard every time you yep. tell them the yep. girls, you need to tell them one time, yep. you know, there there's slight differences. It's like the boys might work a little harder every time you tell them, but the girls are going to get it on the first try. Yep. It's just, they're, they're going to, um, they're a little more, uh, what, what sort I'm looking for, for cerebral, I think than the boys, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. they, they might not go all out as they're working on it, but they're kind of going slow, trying to really feel it out and figure it out in the process. Oh, right. Um, exactly. yeah, it, it is fun. The difference between coaching the two. Um, so you, you, you get through college, you start with Devonair that's keeping you busy and you start working at general sports. Uh, was that just because it was right by the rink, something to do? Uh, how, how did that get going? So actually, Matt Happel, I've been, he's in that same group with Ryan S there. And Matt Happel is the kind of the store manager. He's been there for 16 years. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the one that's built this reputation for general sports about skate fitting and high performance for the players. He, he's, he knows it all. Uh, he does a lot of uh, really difficult repairs that most hockey shops would turn away. And that's the one that I knew through over the last like five or six years, just seeing them around. And uh, finally, you know, me and Adam kind of came up with this idea that we wanted to do more than just coaching. Cause you know, mm-hmm. on a coach's salary, you're, you're not going to make a, a healthy living. So no. we needed a little bit more. We were hungry for a little bit more. And uh, Matt's a guy that, loves anyone that shows initiative and uh, wants to make his store better. And so that's something that kind of just came to fruition last summer. And uh, it actually started with a dry run of us out when we were coaching in South Dakota and Wyoming, just brought a bunch of gear out there and just started seeing uh, if anyone would be interested in it. And, you know, the, the market out there is a little different. You got people driving to eight hours across the state of South Dakota or up mm-hmm. from Cheyenne all the way down to Denver just to find gear so the people out there really took a liking to us bringing gear and making sure that they didn't feel like they were forgotten about yeah Uh, and then we kind of just took that momentum from that trip and uh started off something pretty good here on the goalie side with uh general sports it's really been taken off we were really blown away with our results for the first year you know didn't anticipate much you know no expectation just go in there working hard and Luckily, goalies started coming to the store, and we're seeing a lot more, and it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of work, but like we said, work hard, play hard, like to have fun. And uh, yeah, no, goalies you, are 
just coming out of nowhere, it feels like. You mentioned something that, you know, a goalie can bring their stuff into general sports for a repair and they can get it done. There were a lot of shops that that's not the case. You know, a lot of times you're told, take it down to George's, which yeah. I've taken stuff there before. And George's they're legendary for a reason. They do a great yeah. job, but yeah. it's not next door for a lot of people. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, it's, it's nice to be able to go to the, the neighborhood uh, pro shop and get the repairs done that you need done. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we have a little bit, we're, we're kind of trying to be like George's in a sense. I mean, they do, they do great work and, mm-hmm. you know, we have a little bit of creativity on our side too. Like for example, someone's bootstrap on a Vaughn pad went bad. Uh, the plastic, they didn't like the plastic. So they ended up buying kayak roof rack straps and I sewed in the, the metal clasp from that on there for them. So do a little innovation and thinking yep. on the fly, but we'll try to do anything we can to help our goalies so no repair too big or too small we'll at least try it and tell you we'll be up front with you if we think we can get it done in a timely manner if not we'll send you to george's for sure probably but i know they get pretty busy and backed up this time yeah. of year so. you know i i think what's nice about taking and stuff to george is is he's a goalie so yeah. if you're taking your goalie stuff there like he, he gets what you're talking about i remember when i took my pads in it was probably about two years ago um for some, uh, you know, just mending. And I was like, you know, seeing this here and, and he's like, I totally understand. And, you know, it was like, this is great. You know, it's not like other, I've typically taken my equipment to shoe repair places because they tend yep. to do the best. And some of them are, they're just shoe repair guys that can work yep. with leather. And then there's George's. And even when I was a kid, Growing up in Chicago, the shoe repair place two blocks down, he played hockey. So I never worried about dropping the pads off to get a new strap or something. He's like, no, nope, yep. I get it. <laughs> it doesn't only have to look good. It has to be durable. Yep, exactly. No, I, I've probably been to George's a handful of times throughout the years with uh, leather straps. My dad's pretty handy, so he, he tried to do some of it on his own too. But we, uh, we took at least – three or four trips over to George's throughout my hockey career for sure so yep yeah and it, it's kind of fun walking into an old shop like that just right. the smell of the leather and it's just like yeah. this is a cool old place Got a nostalgia feel to it for sure so at George's or at, at General Sports you know you mentioned you and Adam have really started the push for you know to make it a goalie store not not just a, a general sports store but a goalie store because I mean, if we're being honest, the Twin Cities really doesn't have one. Um, Stauber is probably the closest thing we have to a goalie shop, but they're very limited in what they have. You know, it's, I think they really only carry CCM and, uh, you know, that's their main line and they got a few others out there. Yeah, they they carry Bond too. So, okay. Yeah. They're, they're limited in that sense, but you know what they're, what they're doing, what no one else is doing is their commitment to it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like it is all goalie all the time in there. So yeah. that's that's something that we, you know, we respect and good for them. But we're we're taking a little different approach than they are. I I don't think that there there's any one pad that is designed for like as a one size fits all, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why we're trying to take, you know. Uh, a different approach and carry all six we're carrying bauer ccm bond true uh brian's and warrior as well so we have a really good exposure and 
if anyone's been in the shop this past year, you might have seen a little bit of goalie stuff on the wall. Well, I can tell you, I can assure you, our bookings have been booked for the most part, and it's going to be quite quite a bit uh, larger than it was last year. So uh, we're excited for the future and can't wait for next spring to see all this new uh, product that comes in. So on uh, the In Goal podcast, whenever they visit the Source for Sports, uh, they, they refer to it as Goalie Utopia. Is, is this going to be the American version of Goalie Utopia? I, I really hope so. I know <laughs> there's some other people at the shop that might not uh, not appreciate that as I'm taking up their space in the store. But, you know, I, I'm going to be fighting for as much uh, retail floor space as I possibly can back there. You know, it's goalie pads that aren't small, so you need a lot of room. And yep. if we're going to have the impression on the market that we want, we're going to have to uh, keep ramping up our inventory here. As I found <laughs> this year, first of all, it's impossible to get it in. Yeah. And secondly, it's been hard to keep it on the shelves, which is which is a good problem to have first year back in the business. So Might need to get a spiral staircase and uh, turn yeah. that storage area into the goalie area. I know. I get, uh, I get all my steps in climbing up and down <laughs> the ladder, trying to find other sizes for people in the back and it's a, it's a fun experience though. You know, it's, it's good. Now you, you mentioned something that um, I don't know if you, you've been exposed to goalie gear nerd on Instagram, but he's all into the equipment and uh, he's been asked the question many times, you know, what, what's the best pad? And he goes, well, what style do you play? You yeah. know, because a lot of people think because Mark Andre Fleury's in true, I should be in true yeah. or, or whatever. It's no, what, how do you play? What What's right for you will not yep. be right for somebody else. I mean, that's one of the reasons I stuck with Vaughn because I like that softer pad. And yep. they're one of the only ones with that softer pad, which I've learned isn't so soft anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, right? yeah, I think they can stop calling goalie pads pillows because they're, they're not the pillows of my youth. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. After seeing some of the materials that are going into some of these pads now, you know, like, you won't ex- a lot of these pads you won't experience hardly any breakdown other than the seams ripping and you know, yep. the, the quick slide material wearing out after a bit but the pop stays on those bower pads and you know uh brian's new blocker they came out with this year really rivals that too you know they have a the pop on that thing is incredible so it's everyone's got their little niche and you know my job is kind of just try to help find what's best for that individual goalie just by, you know, connecting with them and talking to them about what they like and dislike about their current stuff and setups they've had in the past. So trial and error process, right? It, exactly. It, it's, it's interesting because I've had goalie partners that have equipment that they absolutely love and I try it on them, you know, especially with gloves. I'm like, this thing is terrible. Like how, how can you yeah. like this? But to them, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so I, I totally get that. Um, so when somebody is coming into the store and they're looking at a custom set, what are things they should have in mind that may, most people don't realize when ordering custom equipment outside of the lead time right now? Yeah. <laughs> the lead time is the, the hot ticket item this year, it seems to be. I, I seem to jump into the market at the, the right time there. You know, it, uh, it's been an adventure. You know, we got customers still waiting on CCM pads, waiting on true, you know, and you go on like GGSU and you hear everyone complaining about their lead times. And this is, yeah. this, this is not, no one's immune to this, you know, same reason people can't get refrigerators, can't get household yep. items that they're waiting on. 
hockey is low on that totem pole of listed things coming in the port. You know, and there's medical supplies, there's other stuff that is way higher up than us, unfortunately. So patience, patience is something that we ask uh, nowadays out of our customers. But uh, for the most part, you know, it's what you what you're looking for in your pad. You know, are you are you looking for a softer pad where you can kind of control those rebounds, or do you want to kick out big rebounds uh, that are going to be flying off the pad you know um what what do you what's your style of play is it are you do you need an external break do you not need an external break uh people a lot of people don't realize how much actually goes into the customization you can like on vons you can kind of taper the the toe bridge a little bit you can taper uh i got that the gloves (laughs) to the gloves yep exactly yeah and you know there's there's just it, it can be as detailed or as least detailed as you want it to be. I guess we can get you out of there in 10 minutes. You can send me a picture of your, your setup and we can send off the code or I can sit you down and walk you through it uh, piece by piece on the customizer. So it's really tailored to you. And I strongly encourage people to bring in their old gear and uh, you know, especially with younger kids so we can kind of educate it. Cause you know, like, my parents went through it too. They had no idea what they were getting into. How is this mm-hmm. supposed to fit? When do we know when to get new one and new gear? Uh, so it's kind of an education process for the younger parents so that when they get to older uh, and they get to the age where they're ready to order customs and stuff, then they can kind of know what they they've had and what they liked and disliked about each brand. And I, I wouldn't say let's, let's, uh, we don't want to have any kid married to a certain brand at a young age. You want them to try to, we encourage kids to try different brands so that they can figure out what they do and don't like, you know. You know, one thing I don't see many young kids doing, you know, these days is, you know, they have one brand of pads and another, you know, brand of a blocker. And, you know, yeah, there, there's those kids whose parents are like mine and, you know, they're like, Hey, we're, we're going and whatever is either on sale or yep. uh, on the resale that, uh, that fits the budget. But for the most part, you don't see kids, they want, they're more concerned about the look than they are the feel. Yep. And, you um, know, I think, uh, I think part of it is, is you see a lot of that in the NHL now. And it's like, like you said, that goalie gear nerd Instagram page, they want exactly what the pros are wearing. And if the pros have matching setups, these kids want matching setups. I do think some of these parents too, they, uh, they're just as passionate as the kids are. And they, they just want to see something that looks, looks cool on the ice for them. And everything's matching, you know, every, every yep. parent, well, I can't buy a matching. I can't buy a blocker that doesn't match the glove. Right. I go, I, I never had one until I was in high school that matched. So yeah, I don't know why you can't, but I mean, at the end of the day, whatever, they want i'm here to help them find so yeah well it's not even the matching because i you know even with like pad skin and stuff that that's easy these days but it's like having a different brand all together they're like we can't do that you know at one time i had a uh, cooper glove and a, a vaughn blocker and the blocker was all black the glove was all white and you know it's like that that was just how it was back then even in goal pointed out you know at the pro level there's very few guys with mismatched equipment anymore yeah. uh but it, it wasn't uncommon back in the you know 90s that guys would have this or that or you know or even changing mid-season from one brand to another yeah. it, it was always fun to to see how how that worked out um 
but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Some, some of the stuff these kids wear, it reminds me of the, the shop I, I went to as a kid, uh, Hockey Unlimited is cross street from the old Southwest Ice Arena. It's funny when I had uh, Ed and Dane Belfour on, Dane and I played for the same association. We remember the the guy that ran the place cross street and him and his son were goalies. So it was kind of like the goalie shop on the South side of Chicago. Yeah. And his saying was, it doesn't matter how good you play. It matters how good you look. And since he was yeah, the one right. selling the equipment, it made sense, but we're like, yeah, yeah. But what's the price tag Linus? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But th- that was a cool shop because I mean, he had Paul Thompson pads. He had Glenn Miller pads. He he was getting good stuff back in the day, you know, that was cutting edge, but it was just like, I wasn't growing and I had a set of pads that fit me. So I was just going over there drooling over it. Um, but I'll, I'll never forget my first pair of goalie skates. We got them at played against sports for like 25 bucks. When That's it came to, when it came time for a new pair of goalie skates, cause I outgrew them. We went across the street to hockey unlimited, found a pair and we were able to trade in the old ones and he gave us 30 bucks for them. And my dad waited until the sale was complete and he told Linus this and he just started laughing. He goes, well, it looks like you made a good deal today. <laughs> made five bucks wearing them for, I think, a season and a half. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we talked about some of the things parents and goalies should think about when placing a custom order, aside from the lead time. And uh, But custom graphics is becoming a big thing. You know, Bauer's yep. got the DigiPrint, CCM. Yep at the pro level anyway, has kind of their version of DigiPrint. Then you got the cut and sew guys like Brian's and Vaughn's doing a little bit of it. Thank God, because I love the way mine turned out. Uh, Great job. What do people need to think about when they're going custom graphic other than the added cost? So uh, really, it's just, um, it's a matter of how much are you willing to spend sometimes? I mean, Bauer does a good job. I think it's a hundred dollars extra. CCM is limiting their stuff, uh, the sublimated graphics for some of their pro guys. But having a having a good idea of what you want, the more detailed it's going to be, the easier it's going to be for the artist. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I know you go back and I've had a few cases this past year. We went back and forth five or six times before we finalized uh, finalized the design. So just being uh, completely transparent, maybe draw something up, have a, have a sketch in mind. Uh, but with these customizers now, like I know Bauer and a couple other ones, you can put different faces of the pad. Say if you're buying the Supreme lineup from Bauer, you can put the Hyperlight graphic mm-hmm. on there pretty easily. It's pretty interchangeable. And, uh, these customizers have come a long ways over the last few years and, um, makes it so much easier they have so many color options that you should for the most part with the standard graphic 95 percent of the time you should probably be able to find what you're looking for but yeah don't be afraid to ask there might be a slight upcharge but i mean if if that's the, your dream right we'll make it come true that's that's what we did for you we'll absolutely do it for else too so football fans i'm sure we all love an action-packed high-scoring nfl game But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. 
Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Remember, you must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, I, I said to some folks I know that had... I had the confidence that the Bauer pads would last 20 years. I probably would have gone with Bauer simply to have this graphic of Eddie Belfour's old pads. Cause to oh, me, yeah. that's the greatest looking setup. All I saw time. a setup like that not too long ago. I think uh, that Bauer pushed out. I think I saw it on GGSU not too long ago. Actually. Yeah. Guys like Mike McKenna. Uh, he was the first one to come out with the reactor five look but nobody's done the alternating black and white lines on the yeah. on the pad like Balfour yeah. did it's funny because the story behind that is when he got his first set of reactor fives they were all white and he's like that's too much white so he got a sharpie out and actually colored in those pieces <laughs> and I asked him I was like well I hope it was like the thick tip sharpie because otherwise yeah. you were clearly there a while and he just started laughing. He, he didn't uh, quite answer. So I have a feeling it, it was the, the a fine point, <laughs> fine point Sharpie. Um, but that obviously the next set, they, they then did it with uh, the leather, but it's like, no, nobody's done that alternating one yet. And that, right. that's what's missing. Cause uh, that reactor five set, I think is, it's like the, the Vaughn legacy set. It's just a classic clean look that always looks good. Oh yeah, exactly. You know? There, there's some designs that have come out where it's like they're cool for a year and then they look dated. Uh, yeah. But but those didn't look dated. And when I was thinking, that was honestly something I thought about. It's like, okay, I'm going to have these pads for quite some time. I don't want them to look dated, you know, in two, three years. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. what if I can get the old look? You know, that, that'd be right. even even cooler. And, yeah. and so it, it worked out worked out pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know, with, with pad skins nowadays, you know, there's, there's a couple different schools of thought you can go through with uh, when ordering for the store. But we're, you know, as we're entering the market, we don't have any one association that's way stronger in terms of it, like presence in our store right now. Mm-hmm. Just we haven't been steered in a certain direction. So we are ordering more of those stock white and stock white black pads. But with pad skins now, and I've been able to do a few sets for some people that have turned out really well, uh, that it's so easy that we can do that. I know Brian's does like a pre-cut color that like call it color kits that we can order those for you and throw those on your pads and stuff. But it's, it's fun to see some of these designs that some of these kids come up with. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about my timeline and how fast it's going to take me to get some of these done. But, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun because seeing a little, I'm working on with a kid from St. Louis Park. I'm going to do it over Thanksgiving. Uh, he's got some V8s that he's wearing right now, and I'm turning him into a, a custom 
V8. It'll be a one of a kind pad when it's done, and it's, it'll look pretty cool. So you know, it, it's funny you mentioned Brian's because they're they're ahead of the game in that they offer the pre-cut stuff already. It's like yeah. how the other manufacturers haven't hopped on that train. Yeah, is is kind of mind-boggling. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would I would agree. You know, and that, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you those Brian's pads. You know, not there, not there's so many layers of leather in there mm-hmm. that it, it's quite a challenge to get all the pad skins on there. I did a pair that probably took me a few hours. Yeah, uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, and it they turned out really good. But man, you have to be detailed when you're putting those on, uh, just because there's so many different seams throughout the pad that you're kind of trying to dodge and yep. stay on with and I'm a bit of a perfectionist so i don't i don't want to send anything out that looks bad either well and if i'm bringing my pads to the shop to get skinned that that's what i want because i've seen yeah. some people on ggsu that get the pad skins and they do it themselves and it's like even in the picture you're like Whew. Yeah. <laughs> like, your girlfriend and far away. yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, for sure. so let's talk my pads because i've gotten tons of questions about them yeah uh, aside from the graphic the graphics obviously custom when we did the customization you know the the pads themselves they're 32 plus one Uh, we really, other than that, they were mostly stock. I know we added that leather strap at the top. We have the leather strap at the top, um, for aesthetics, but other than that, it's really just stock options. If I remember right, we, we didn't do anything else. And then it's got the tapered toe. I mean, other, other than that, it's just a stock V9, correct? Yep. So it, it is. And that's part of what makes it so much easier when you come in the shop now uh, that we have. Because when you came in, we didn't have a whole lot of pads in the store. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were still in that phase. Now it's so much easier because you can try on different pads and feel the strapping. Oh, this feels too tight. This feels too loose. Uh, when we have knee pads for people to wear in the store when they're trying stuff on. And, uh, but the stock... Minus, you know, some of the, like the plastic clips and stuff are, are what most people want. These companies have done a good job for the most part of finding, you know, what's going to fit most of the goalies that are coming up right now and what they're mm-hmm. going to like. And then they, they do a good job of offering other alternatives on their, on their customizers. It's just sometimes it's a little overwhelming if you don't really know where you're going in terms of that uh, options, you know, yep. some people don't know what the different straps mean or what the fast rotation system means or, you know, they don't, they're not familiar. So that's, I, that's I was in that boat, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. cause the last set of pads I bought had toe buckles. So yeah. a lot, a lot change, you know, but you know, talking about straps, you know, we, we talked about the one that's going under the boot and you know, where would I want it? And you're like, don't worry about it because it comes out, you can adjust the angle. And yep. I did that before my skate Saturday and I was like, yeah, I like this a lot better. So it's like, that's the other thing I've liked is it's really simple to make some of these adjustments after you get the pad. If you, if you're not sure what you yeah. want. Um, yeah. They've, uh, they've done a good job. It's like these, uh, these companies know that goalies are picky or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to our equipment. Now, well, when we look at the glove the, again, it was, pretty much just stock. I know we went with the pro palm, uh, yeah. which is 
little harder to break in. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. But it was more for the, the longevity. But other than that, it's just it's the two piece cuff with the the split T. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, again, to stock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, they. Um. You know, and there's gloves are getting easier and easier to break in. The, you know, yeah. so many of these companies are coming up with the game ready uh, palms. Yeah. Where I've had I've had dads that have come in the shop and they're looking for gloves for their son or daughter and. They're, they throw on a glove and they're just so impressed with how easily it closes right away. You mm-hmm. know, these companies are thinking about, uh, you know, a 10, 12 year old goalie trying to figure it out. How, how are they going to have success closing a glove if it's that beefed up, you know? So they've, mm-hmm. they've, they've made some improvements there. There's, there's companies that perform better than others in different age ranges. And that's exactly why we, we try to carry all the options because you know, what works for, for Johnny might not work for Sarah, you know? It, um, so one of those things where you can do that and then we can throw it in the skate oven for you too. We do a lot of baking gloves. I'm pretty sure we did that to yours too. Mm-hmm. That that helped the break-in process a little bit, I'm guessing, right? Yep. Yeah. And I was texting Ed, he's like, go, go get a, uh, a stick extension plug and throw that in there to hold it open at night. And I, I even took uh, some clamps from the garage and I, I would, instead of tying it shut at night, I would clamp it shut. Yeah. And that I noticed helped. Um, yeah. In fact, that's, that's why I got them at my desk. Cause I'm still yeah. doing that, you know, even though I've had them on the ice a few times, um, yeah. you know, but it, it's, it's coming along. It's definitely easier to close. And the other thing too, is once I get on the ice there, it's just kind of that adrenaline. You don't think about it. I haven't had any pop out, you know, probably the biggest thing is getting it is open as I want to have it open. Right. That's a little bit harder. The the closing, it's the easy part in my opinion. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the, the blocker that, that was just stock. We, we didn't do anything to the, again, other than the graphic that was just yeah. stock. Change the graphic on that a little bit, but yeah. It's yeah. Not that logo in up there. And that's, that's nice too. You know, Vaughn's always been willing to do that, put put a logo up at the top of the pads. I know we did that for one of our coworkers who plays at Augsburg, Jack Roble. Yeah. uh, He came up with a Call of Duty inspired pad this year with some maroon digiprint. It's a little chaotic, but I I like how they turned out. You know, they look pretty good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I saw those in the shop when I picked mine up. They, they, um, except for the colors is is a St. Mary's grad. Uh, I, I think they looked pretty cool. Yeah, he uh-huh. even put on his nameplate. He put at Kodak Jack, so that's his gamer tag. So <laughs> nice, nice, going to war out there in those pads right now. They're doing well. I think they're. I think he said they're first in the country right now. D three. So they've had a hot start to the year. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so still uh, loyal to to the old alma mater. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it's the side part that I was looking forward to, you know, for protecting the hand. Yeah. Um, but the, the opening here for holding the stick, it's like, okay, that, that's a little more restrictive than uh, what I'm used to. I mean, my first blocker was a waffle board, which is, you know, the, the leather glove. There, there was no protection whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and so they just, they, you know, they're beefing stuff up now just because because the game is changing so much. And, you know, there's... Yeah. The, the blocker palm rotates as you're catching the shot. They're just trying to give you a little more protection, a little more stiffness. And of course yeah. there's, there's sacrifices there, but uh, yep. at the end of the day, if it keeps you in the game, 
it, it's good, right? Yeah. You know, once well, you get out there. I've got a few puck marks on it already, and it. I do notice, you know, the it's a lot more stable on my hand. The old yeah. blocker, when I would rotate it, you kind okay. of felt the board a little bit. This one, it's yeah. it's a solid one piece. You feel a little more control of it, um, yeah. which is nice. So it's like, I'll, I'll take that over, you know, the protection I had on the other one. What I also find interesting is now there's that paddle block or whatever that you can put on your paddle to stop pucks from coming up and hitting your fingers. Yeah. First of all, I've never had a puck do that in the 30 some odd years I've been playing hockey. And second of all, with the protection there is on the fingers now, it's like, I'm questioning, is there really a need for it? But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pick on the goalies that have it because yeah. you know, maybe they've gotten a puck that rides up, but it's like, you know, what are you doing that you're getting pucks there that you need extra uh, stuff to, to help you out? Okay? Well, one of my, my goalie at Hopkins, he actually has it. He says he likes it. I think he's got it up a little higher. Um, he likes it because he, he pushes his pinky or his pointer finger down into it. And that's where he knows it's, it's like a guidance. So he knows his hands far enough down on the stick. And he, I don't oh, know. Okay. Probably a security, uh security blanket, peace yeah. of mind kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. Like I've got uh, one of those goalie guru uh, attachments on my stick. And I like that. It gives me a little more control over the stick. Um, Cause I use foam core sticks. It doesn't stick as nice as it does. So I have to reattach yeah. it every so often. Yeah, but my my warriors uh, almost dead. So I, I've been looking on uh, pro stock hockey f- at different six, and they, they've got a couple with the trigger grip. And I'm going, I, yeah. I I might might try a trigger grip and see how I like that. That's something we're we're willing to test out. You know, I, I'm willing to uh, cut a trigger grip into some sticks for some people, uh, but obviously, you know, it's easier said than done. Can because once you cut it you're stuck with it, right? You know, yeah. when you're paying what you're paying for your stick, you hope they're going to like it, right? You know, and there's only so much you can do after you cut it, so. that That's one of the reasons I was looking at Pro Stock Hockey because it's like, okay, if I, I need a new stick, if I can get one cheaper that has it in there already, yep. test it out. If I if I like it, awesome. You know, that, then I'll work in the garage and figure out a jig so I can just take the router yep. on the next one, same exactly. spot, but... uh well, I think that might be my next stick after Christmas. We'll see. Those warrior sticks are are dynamite. We uh we've gotten a hand, we've gotten a bunch of them into the shop finally. You know, uh they were they were stuck overseas for the longest time, and then they finally finally made it in. But that's a stick that's extremely durable. You know, right up there with uh, I thought Bauer did a really good job with their Hyperlite this year. Those two seem to be yeah. You, know, you can't go wrong with the Warrior M1 Pro Plus or the RV2 Plus. Uh, two pro plus sorry um both those are those are really well performing sticks and the hyperlite you know they did a good thing with shortening the shaft and got a lot of good uh reviews from our goalies in those two two turn or two brands of sticks this year so yeah you, you mentioned shortening the, the shaft that that seems to be a uh, a trend right now goalies going with the shorter shaft for yeah. puck handling and even shorter paddles a lot of goalies are yeah. testing That's- out yeah, you know, and that's that's one thing we try to educate parents on too. You know, you see a lot of as a goalie coach first, you know, you see you're on the ice with these kids every day and you see a kid trying to learn the position and he's got a, a twenty four or twenty five inch paddle and he's not even four foot five, you know, you're you're sitting there and you're watching him drag it behind him the whole time and you explain yeah. to the parents that it's way too heavy for them that uh they start to 
get the idea but you know the shorter the shorter shaft and the shorter paddle a makes it more durable and then you know it also changes the angle on that when you're making your stick saves uh yeah we talk always about that all the time if you want to keep your hands in the right position uh when you're dropping in that butterfly that stick you shouldn't have to change the angle on your stick if it's ramping up over your shoulder every time you try to make a stick save it's a strong chance that your stick might be a hair too big for you yeah i i remember the the first non-association stick I owned was a Titan uh, San Jose colors. I, I got it as a, I think I was a squirt and it was a senior stick. And I used that stick for as long as I could, and, you know, because I started out holding my stick up like this. I still use, I think a 27 inch paddle because I was just used to a, a yeah. big stick at that point where it's like, yeah. Going short now, I, I tried a shorter stick briefly in college, you know, it just was too much for me. It changes, it changes a lot for you. It does. Even you have your hand positioning and, and you're always second guessing it. But for our younger goalies, we try to get them in it younger so they know what it's supposed to mm-hmm. feel like. And, you know, a lot of parents come in and say, oh, I think the stick's too short for my kid. And my first response is, does he look like he's bending his knees enough? You know, you got to challenge that. And then if they come back and say it still feels too short, uh, and we'll, we'll think about bumping you up. But I, I yeah. try, I'm protective over that. You know, I don't, I don't want to sell something to someone that's going to make it harder for them to play the game. That's part of the reason why we started selling goalie gear at general anyways, was to, uh, to help these kids get better and make it easier for these kids to see the results they want to see. Their parents are throwing so much money into this stuff. We want to put them in gear to see them succeed, you know? Yep. Yeah. And you know, it's funny when I tried the shorter shaft or the shorter paddle is because, you know, I have a low crouch. So to me, it made sense that shorter paddle would be good for me. And it just, nope, it was too much of a difference for me. I was like, here, here we go. Um, Yeah. So I want to be mindful of time. We've been talking a little while. Um, Don't know how many episodes you've listened to, but I I like to end with a list of 10 rapid fire questions. Same questions that I've asked every single guest. Uh, And the first one, uh, this could get interesting knowing you coach with us. What's the craziest coaching moment from your playing or coaching days? Oh, man. Ah, that's a good one. You know, um, probably just overall, uh, my first year, we'll we'll st- we'll steer away from some of the S stories. I don't know if they belong <laughs> on the podcast. Maybe after the podcast, we could talk about some of those. Uh, my first year coaching, I uh, didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I was just moving home, and I S calls me and asks me if I want to coach at Eden Prairie, and I was like, Yeah, sure, I'd like to coach at Eden Prairie. So I ended up coaching a Bantam B two team there. And, you know, I thought I'd reach out to some of my old buddies who I know moved home from college or whatever and see what kind of help I could get. Well, it turns out I didn't have any help and no parents wanted to help me uh, that year. Uh, So I was it was me versus about 18 or 19 kids on a youth hockey team at the Bantam B level. So that was uh, that was quite the adventure, uh, to say (laughs) the least. We, uh, you know, you got a bunch of 14, 15 year old boys all running around in different directions. Yeah. I think and there was only one fight at practice that year. So it was, it was a successful year. Ha- having a 14 year old son right now, I-, I can tell you that age, they're all morons. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. intelligent that comes out of their mouths. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, can, you can say that again. They were, 
they were uh, a fun group of morons to coach though they were really fun. yeah but uh yeah it was that was that was probably my biggest eye-opening thing where i was i don't good was, birth control i really cut out for this you know <laughs> it, like that, i had a couple of those moments but no they kept it fun and it was a really great group of parents that were super understanding so they were it was a good experience i love that group I always said coaching was a good form of birth control. Yeah. Yeah. I've said that a handful of times too, for sure. Uh, so the next question, what's your favorite all-time goalie mask? Ooh, that's tough. I don't know. I'm sure you get this a lot, but the, the Tim Thomas or the Hashik, those are, those are my favorite by far. So those are good ones. I wore a Hashik helmet in college for a year after a good concussion. Um, yeah. And I loved it. And it was funny because the mobility with that helmet was unreal and the visibility was great. And I, I didn't wear a dangler or anything. Uh, and the whole time I wore it, didn't take one puck to the neck. And then after another concussion, coaches and parents are like, you need to wear a real goalie mask again. So then I went with the, uh, at the time was the coho Heaton with an extended chin. Very first practice, I get a shot that comes up under the under the extended chin, hits me in because and I don't wear a dangler, just hits me in the neck. It it stung a little bit, but I was laughing. And my goalie partner, he's like, What's up? He's like, skated a year with nothing right here. Yeah. First practice back, I get a stinger right to the neck. And you know, then it looked like, you know, great big bruise for a while. People are like, What were you and your girlfriend? Seriously, it's raw hockey puck. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. And there were turtlenecks to family dinner after that. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny. Uh, so the next question, what's your favorite rink you've played at? Ooh, well, this past weekend, we were actually up at Amsoil. That's a really fun rink. Uh, I know we were just coaching. It was just a scrimmage, but that's a that's a fun rink, and I can imagine how that how much that's rocking in there. But, you know, my favorite rink I ever played at had to be Braemar. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got to play there all the time, Braemar West. You know, there's few atmospheres like it, you know, on a, on a Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday night game. Uh, yep. Just seeing the full stands and stuff. I know we'll be back to normal this year, but that's a that's a really fun atmosphere to play in and be a part of. So I was fortunate to be a part of that growing up. I, I try not to throw the term historic around, but that is an historic Minnesota arena. Yeah, um, you know it's up there with the Roroads and the Rosos and the Hibbings and Cloquet is one of those rinks I like, just kind of a fun little rink. Um, yeah, but yeah, Bra- Braemar is definitely in that class for sure. Oh, yeah. For, for sure, more so because of its history. I mean, how many state championship teams have played out of there, and you know, yeah, the guys at Braemar always do a great job keeping the ice too, so that helps. Yeah, that 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 makes a big difference because yep. you know, I, I skate at the super rink in my men's league, and some of the times you're like, "Do you guys know how to adjust the blade?" Right. <laughs> you know, last night our game was on rink six, which is the USA Hockey Women's Rink, so it's like, okay, we know we're going to have good ice tonight. Five yeah. and six, that's the USA Hockey and the Bethel Rink, and so those sheets are always top notch. The, the rest yep. of them, it's, it's a gamble. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite stick that you've ever used? Ooh, favorite stick. So when I was growing up, you know, full right, you don't you don't really get a whole lot of choices. So we had to when I was living in Edina, we had to drive up to uh Dave's up in Fridley. Yep. Where we'd found it was the Ketz curve. I I don't even know who or what it was, but it was the Reebok uh 
Cat's Curve. I, I bought those. We'd buy them three at a time so we wouldn't have to drive back up there. But that was <laughs> by far my favorite stick I ever used. So yeah, I, I those were the early uh, composites, then, weren't they? Yeah. Yep. Still. Yep. So yeah, buying them three at a time was smart because those things were brittle. I remember when yeah. I was coaching, we had some goalies. I had those, and it it seemed like once a week one of those guys was breaking a stick. Yeah, no, I, I was fortunate. My dad said, once you break these, you're buying your own. So like, he wasn't, he made me, sh- he wasn't going to let me be the goalie that's banging his stick over the post or anything like that Yep. After, after a goal, because I'd be buying my own sticks in a hurry if that was the case. That happened to me my, after breaking enough over my knee, because uh, it was a little easier to do back in the wooden stick days. Right. Uh, my dad goes, you break a stick over your knee in anger, you're buying the next one. And Sure enough, next game, I got angry after a goal, broke my stick, and I just slumped. And my, my grandpa was at the game, and he looks at me, and he goes, why is he so mad? That wasn't a bad goal. My dad's laughing. He goes, because he knows it just cost him, at the time, 50 bucks. And yeah, right. So that, then my grandpa finds me in the uh, lobby after the game and slips me a 50 and says, don't tell your dad. Go get yourself awesome. a new stick. <laughs> after that, I haven't broken one out of anger since. It was just one of, the, one of those funny ones where grandpa was there to take care of me. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite youth hockey memory? Youth hockey memory. Um, you know, probably my senior year playing junior goal day uh, was one of those things where Kurt ended up cutting everyone minus, you know, two kids. So it was the same kids I grew up playing with. We were all seniors, kind of got to have a last hurrah together. And, you know, Bill Smith, who's been at Edina for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, it seems like. I still hear guys coming in the shop that say Billy coached me, and I'm like, <laughs> like 45. Uh, but, no, that year was just a blast. We were able – I think we lost three games all year. Uh were able to win the state tournament kind of as my last hockey game ever in association hockey or high school hockey, if you will. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, that was just a really good group of guys. And some of the guys I still, you know, keep in touch with today, even, you know, just yeah, fun group. So. so what's the best chirp you've heard on the ice, off the ice, in the locker room, coaching, best one you've heard? Oh, man. Um, shoot. There's some there's some mouthy kids on this Hopkins bunch. You should, you should <laughs> hear one of our games. They, it doesn't end. There's a there's a kid named Lucas Wright who uh, he's always giving it to the opponent. He thrives off it. Uh, probably nothing I should repeat, but it's it's good stuff. I love it, that. It, it's always fun when you got that one kid on the team that just can chirp all game long and it you know yeah. i i found some of the best chirps aren't even the mean ones it's just like the oh. out of nowhere where it's like did yeah. you just say that like yeah really he's a, <laughs> he's a heck of a kid and he's a lacrosse kid too so he's a little goofy but uh <laughs> he's got he's got some good ones I, yeah. I always laugh standing behind him on the bench that's for sure so what's the worst post-game beer you've had oh worst anything yeah. warm Yes, I wholeheartedly I'm not agree. Picky. You know, I I will drink just about anything, but if it's above room temperature, I I, I can't touch it. Um, you know, I I uh, my part. I don't. Uh, I can drink them. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the warm beer. Uh, I, I'm still here. 
Um, I'm, I'm with you on the warm beer. A couple of times it's happened and it's like, oh, Jesus. Like <laughs> all we were looking forward to all game was a cold beer and this is what we got. But yeah. we, we soldier through. Um, yeah. So when you tape your sick eagle, heel to toe or toe to heel? Ooh, I'm a heel to toe guy still. Okay. Yeah. I, I, most goalies are. Uh, I was talking to Connor Beaupre. He's had the best explanation as to why he goes toe to heel. But part of that is he's good at playing the puck. I, on the other hand, am not. Um, especially with the, the new glove, I'm not used to it yet. Uh, so playing the puck is a little more difficult. In fact, I, oh. I can't even call it my first shot last night. Uh, came out to play the puck and turned it right over and wound up in the net. <laughs> and I, I just yeah. kind of looked at my teammates like, sorry, fellas, that's why I don't play the puck. And they're like, you just stay in the net. Yeah, uh, just stay in the net. That's awesome. What's your favorite number to wear and why? Ooh, probably, probably was 47, actually. You know, it's one of those numbers where as a senior, we, me and a couple of my football buddies knew we were on the junior gold A team and decided to have a little more fun with our numbers instead of your typical goalie numbers. And yep. so we ended up wearing our football numbers that year and I, I wore 47 and I, that was by far my favorite number I've ever worn. You know, it's All right. more so- unique. And that, that's why I like that question. Cause you know, you get the thirties and 35s and ones, but when you get those random numbers, there's yeah. always a good reason. Cause I, uh, my goalie coach from college, you know, he asked me, you know, what's with these weird numbers we got now? It's like, I don't know. I, I don't care as long as I know why I want to know why, because usually there's a fun story behind it. And I, I would say that that's a good one. Um, so the, the last question, what advice do you have for young goalies? For young goalies, the biggest thing that I can say is just trust the process. You know, there's so many people that are so worried about results on a day-to-day basis that they're forgetting about the process that got them there to begin with. You know, uh, especially juniors, goalies, kids that don't make their team that they want to make their freshman or sophomore year, even the Bantam, Bantam AA, Peewee AA. You know, there's there's so much that goes into this. And I know a lot of these kids work super hard year-round. And it's really to not make the team they want. I went, you know, being told I wasn't good enough to make the varsity. Mm -hmm. But those are hard lessons that, which is, in my opinion, part of the reason why you play the game. You know, you're not going to play hockey the rest of your life. And life isn't going to be fair. You're going to have to learn to fight through adversity. And what better way than be able to do with a bunch of teammates or brothers or sisters or whoever you're going to war with that season you know make the most of your opportunity just because one coach tells you you're not good enough doesn't mean there's another coach that doesn't need you somewhere down the line so stay positive and keep working hard all the way through it you know that's that's the message we try to send to our goalies and kids I talk to on a day-to-day basis who are upset about where they ended up this year but the most of your situation all you can do is worry about yourself you can't worry about what the other goalies what another team is doing well and to your point of trust the process to your point of trust the process look at adam you know he, he's playing junior goal because he never yep. played high school uh-huh. hockey and then he winds up playing junior hockey and college hockey now pro hockey because he trusted the process yep well, that's that's a great example and then there's there's countless other ones too you know that they don't they don't always make it to the pros, but it, like you, you look at kids or, for example, one of our kids that we train right now, it's, uh, Carson Stokes, you know, last year he was really 
Uh, he was a shot kid, really good goalie, had a chance at the NA level early, got sent down. He was, wasn't sure, you know, this year he's, his team, he, he did really well in the NA three last year. And then this year he's playing in North Iowa again, not getting all the starts right away, you know, but he's doing, he's just going about his business working every day. And the, the message is the starts will come, you know, the coaches will see yep. your, your work ethic. You're there every day. You're clocked in, ready to work hard. And, you know, the results will come eventually. It's exactly. not an overnight process, especially in juniors. You know? No, I, I'm still waiting for the process to fully, um, come to fruition with me yeah. <laughs> um, you need it, you need it, at least I'm getting the starts because I'm the only goalie on the team yeah that makes <laughs> it a little easier yeah although, although the way I've been playing this fall um if there were two of us I know I'd be the one on the bench that's for sure, sure. I have not had a good fall season that, um but you know it is what it is and I I go out there every game with a smile on my face and I, I have the Ted Lasso uh, mentality of be a goldfish and all is good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So where can folks find you or general sports on social media? So uh, we're at general sports MN is our Instagram handle. And then you go to general sports and you can book an appointment with me for goalie gear and skate fittings. Uh, and then, of course, for any of the, the non-goalie players or hockey players that aren't goalies, obviously, you can uh, book an appointment with Matt for skate fittings and stuff like that. Uh, you can reach out to me. My email is Tory T-O-R-Y, at minnesotagoaliecompany.com. It's all spelled out. I'm regretting that already as I've had to type that out multiple times. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, feel free to reach out. Uh, there's any any questions or concerns about gear, how it fits, how it should fit. Do I need a new one of these? Uh, just bring it into the shop, and I'll, I'll tell you straightforward. I'm not going to try and steer you into anything. Just educate you, and mm-hmm. we'll, get, we'll find the right thing for you. Even if I don't have it, I'll uh, – I'll make sure you know what size you need and we'll, we'll help you find a shop that, that does have what you're looking for. Awesome. Well, yeah. bud, thanks for uh, joining me on the podcast. Uh, yeah. We talked about doing it when I uh, placed the order, but I said, Let, let's wait until the pads come in. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was fun to uh, get this scheduled and talk sure. about it. So thanks, thanks again. For me. Yeah. Thanks for having me and glad everything worked out. They look great. So yeah, I'm, well, I'm part of that process. At least that was fun. I'm loving them. When it, when I walked into the uh, locker room last week for the game and the boys saw it, they they, they were pretty excited. It's, it's not too often you have forwards asking to try on your gloves. Yeah, right. <laughs> usually usually right. the other way around, asking to try on their new gloves. That so. means the boys have on a good job then. So props yeah. to those guys too, for sure. Evan, Evan, Nate, and those guys up there, you know, they do a good job. So. Yeah, I, I've, I was great in the process. I, uh, I'm still talking to him to get him on the uh, podcast to talk about it too. So that'll yeah, be fun. I was on the phone with him a little bit or a little bit a couple weeks ago. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thoroughly enjoy him and his podcast. So that'll be yeah. fun. So, well, thanks again. I don't want to keep you too much longer. I've taken up way too much of your time as it is oh, ordering no pads. So no worries. Just skates uh, to be sharpened at the shop. Those will get done when they get done. Right. Yep. Tori and I have talked a bit over the last few months with my equipment order. It was fun to get him on the podcast and talk about his background, not just in hockey, but also in football, and talk custom equipment orders.
I think his background as a coach really helps him when fitting goaltenders and helping them find the right equipment for their style. Be sure to find General Sports of Minnesota on Twitter and Instagram by searching General Sports MN. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Wash Up Goalie and I'll pop up. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show where a couple of beer league players talk beer league hockey, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. Be sure to check out the full lineup of hockey-related podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. There are too many to list here, but shows like the Brews and Bruins podcast, the Barn Burner Hockey podcast, and the Fourth Line Voice podcast can all be found and all presented by DraftKings. Be sure to use promo code THPN when signing up. I need to thank the band, the Zambonis, for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. I'm always working on lining up other goalies to talk to. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie, why should talk to, shoot me an email at washupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you're a brand who wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. Be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. So, until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck. Right.